Hello everyone, this is Music Mukbang. I'm Zoe and today we are talking to Mediocre. Hello guys. Yay. Hi. <laughs> What's up? So we have Piper and Keely. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Yeah. So it's summer break for you guys, but you both are originally from LA, right? Originally. Yeah, that's that's where Mediocre started. Our roots yeah. are in LA. I've been oh. way too long to track to track. In yeah how did how did mediocre get started because i know you guys were originally three piece and now you're a duo yeah we started in sophomore year of high school but we had just been friends hanging out and enjoying similar types of music beforehand so i guess just at one point we were like why not you know mess around and attach some instruments to this hangout session so that's kind of <laughs> how it started I think <laughs> do you guys go into it like knowing how to play your respective instruments or did you kind of learn as you were going I had just been basically started I was like six months into learning guitar and kind of really learned and taught myself through playing with Keely yeah I had some I had taken some lessons for some bass lessons I started off as the rhythm guitarist and then became the drummer so I've kind of jumped around but yeah, I, I kind of taught myself how to play guitar as I was jamming with the band as well. So we were just kind of feeling it out as we went along. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of helpful too, though, just with like songwriting in general and like all that stuff to kind of know the different instruments, have everything flow together very nicely. Piper, you graduated college, right? Yeah, I just graduated. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's awesome. <laughs> I, just, I know how it feels. It's it's equal parts very exciting and very terrifying. <laughs> oh, for sure. But how did the music creation process kind of work like that, going to school on different sides of the country? Yeah, it was kind of a lot of voice memo stuff, just kind of sending ideas back and forth and doing as much as possible whenever we were both home for breaks but yeah we would write some stuff through FaceTime too mm -hmm. that was less frequent yeah we'd like show each other like an, a minute of a song that we would make and be like do you have any ideas for a second verse and then we would just kind of help each other tie the loose ends together but, and then really make the ideas you know, all gel once we were together in person. It was kind of a mix of all of that. And that sounds like very relaxed. And I think that's probably good for the creative process as well, too, because you guys, you know, having assignments and homework and all that stuff to just be able to like at your convenience, send it back and forth and then eventually create a product. Like there's no like pressure and like a right off the bat. So yeah, yeah, it was nice, but I always... It was always way more fun to be in the same room and writing together, too. I feel yeah. like it's easier to bounce off of each other, but, you know, we made it work, so. Yeah, absolutely. So your song, Waiting for Your Heart, can you tell everyone about that? How did the idea come to be and all that? Yeah, I actually, well, I started writing that through a voice memo, too. I think I wrote a little bit of that my freshman year at school which is crazy damn yeah. it's an old song it's an old song I'm not say that was like our high school song but it's not it was a pre that was our only like recent pre-covid song kind of okay okay we were able to get together and actually work on that yeah oh wow yeah because we <laughs> whoa crazy that was Sorry. a Keely 
initiator. Like she wrote the bulk of that song and then came to me with a, a lot of it done. And I was like, sick. What's going <laughs> on that idea? <laughs> I, I, I was kind of in like early Beatles phase slash little surf rock phase. So that was the baby of those two genres. There you go. But yeah, I, I think that had been kind of we had been working on it for a while. We just thought it kind of has a message that's been said in other pop songs. So it's kind of intentionally feels kind of like a entry out of a diary, I guess. We thought that yeah. was kind of the charm of it. A little self-deprecation, but sprinkled with some pop and <laughs> some power pop vibes in there. Some goodness. Yeah. The best, the best type of song. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So you guys are signed with Danger Bird Records. How did you guys start working with them? How did you guys find each other, I guess? Yeah, Um, it was after we released our EP 2020 in that summer. Keely just got a text out of nowhere and was like, hey, I'm from Danger Bird and we listened to your song. We really liked your EP and really liked it. So it really kind of just fell into our laps and worked out really well. So that was (laughs) great. (laughs) I love stories like that. That's so cool when it just kind of happens spontaneously like that. Yeah, it was a really, I mean, it was completely unexpected, but it made me feel really happy that someone had heard our EP and really like, when we released it, it had been a very long process of producing that and getting it out. So I think it was more of a feeling of relief to like get it out there and just be done with that project and be able to move on um but I was you know we were both really proud of it but it was cool to have someone like seems like they took time to listen to the songs and to actually feel like it resonated with someone was really nice yeah someone was looking out all it takes is one person that's what yeah exactly right what would be something that you really do enjoy about being with a record label really hard to keep the momentum going from different coasts and having a label behind us to want us to in the studio and help us get there really gives us that push to keep writing and keep working together, which I feel like would have been a lot harder post that release if yeah. we have someone behind us, which is really fortunate. And yeah. So you guys have released a few music videos for your songs. Um, and Keely, you were a film major, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, so, what, I, that's what I'm there for. <laughs> did, did doing the music videos influence your choice in the major or was it the other way around? You were already a film major and this was... Well, I had just been into directing and just making movies since high school. So I, we were making mediocre videos before I, mm-hmm were tied to a label or I went to college so that was kind of just like how we did it because I had friends who were in the film program with me and we just worked on these um, videos together and I'm still working with like the same small crew and we like just do kind of DIY videos and just trying to work it out between all of us but yeah I've always been really passionate about directing and writing and stuff so it's been really cool to be able to apply that to something that I love equally and it and Piper and I have actually like directed some together too so it it's cool because now we we we're kind of developing visions together as well and just kind of being able to bring all that together to make something cool rewarding very holistic view and I think when you're creating the music as well as creating that artistic vision for the video it's 
all comes together. It's very exciting. Yeah, it, it helps to like really feel, figure out what our vision is for the song and for our band too. When we have like a want to make videos too, it kind of forces us to be like, all right, we need to think about the big picture of what we, what we see this project being, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's honestly helped a lot with how we like develop our, you know, our future projects or just singles or whatever, just get, gets it all cohesive. Right. So do you think that's kind of how like future mediocre songs and projects will kind of go is thinking about the visual aspect to it as well when writing and making music? Uh, well, that's definitely part of my brain that happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's definitely a lot more visually adept than I am. Like she sees it all before it's there, but it's like like it or not, visual aspect is very important to music. So thinking about that and getting comfortable thinking about that, like, has been really fun to like create like cohesive storylines through like the song to the video to the cover art and like being actively involved in every part of the process is yeah. really rewarding. For sure. I feel like also too, especially nowadays with social media, like just that whole content creation, you know, needs to have that visual and needs to have the audio all involved. So it's kind of cool that you guys are thinking about it as one piece and also too, just visual albums in general when people release that. So yeah, on. those are always the ones I'm the most engaged with. So yeah. Why not try to emulate that? You know, we can. Absolutely. I noticed in your music videos and just kind of in your songs and stuff, there's a lot of stylistic references to the past, including like instruments that you use and stuff. So if you could go back in time to a different like time period, which one would you choose? That's a thinker. Yeah. Take your time. Uh, you mean like as musicians? Yeah. I used to say that I wanted to be my grandparents age. Like I wanted to be like born in the forties. Kind of hmm. just like a boomer like you're just like <laughs> idealistic and really life doesn't really get you down you know but I don't really think I don't that where you are yeah now I'd rather be like born in like the 70s really okay yeah. like my 20s and the 90s mm -hmm. to experience that whole scene of music and ingratiate myself in that era more so than just looking back yeah for sure yeah, my parents were recently talking about how the 90s, there was a period where everything was just kind of chill, but nothing insane had happened for a few years. I mean, that's relative as well, but in their perspective, it was a pretty chill time. Um, yeah, pre 9-11. Yeah, yeah, because that, you know, drastically changed everything. So um, I think that also, I mean, in terms of like pop culture and music, I've always been a fan of like, music and movies made in that time so I guess without thinking for hours about it I would say that period <laughs> would be pretty cool <laughs> you're gonna hang up off this call and you'll be like hmm you'll be like in my bed like, oh. <laughs> like I should have chose the 60s <laughs> like, yeah really yeah that used to be my thing I was like I want to be in the 60s and I'm like I do not want to be in the 60s like let's be yeah. honest here like they have three dresses, but everything else was pretty right. Everyone who didn't look like us here. So, what has been the most challenging part about making music or learning to play music? But then, on the flip side, what would be the most like exciting or like thing that surprised you? And you're like, oh, this is actually like pretty sick. 
a big learning part of this whole experience has just been like learning how to collaborate with like another person who has a completely different you know we all we have different ways of thinking but also yeah. we have very similar ways of thinking about certain things so i think like i mean conveniently piper is like my best friend so there you go yeah they're all right they're all right i like them. but um, we we have a good relationship but i think that that wouldn't have been possible without us like really hearing each other as friends and as you know bandmates and uh that goes both in terms of like songwriting you know really trying to be collaborative there but also just making sure you know we're always there for each other and, and being I mean I don't know being in a, a band is like a very emotional commitment as well and there's a lot yeah. of ups and downs throughout for different reasons throughout us being a band because we started like six years ago so you know us being different people and b becoming different people but still finding ways to be there for each other and support each other I think that's been not difficult but just something that we've I've I feel like I've learned a lot from that um, yeah that is a good point that this is not just like oh we're just doing something for like a few days like I'm never gonna see this person again it's both a friendship and you know a creative output and it's something that you guys are in for the long haul with mm -hmm. so you're right. It is very important that you guys are in touch with kind of what the vibe is, how everyone's feeling. So I totally get that. That's I my think. that's my thought. What about that you? That was one of the first things that came to mind too. Just the trust in like a songwriting partner because music and writing music is like one of the most like emotionally vulnerable things I do in my life. And yeah. trusting Keely with that is a big thing and was a, a adjustment, you know, getting into that. But mm -hmm. now it feels like second nature. So that's awesome. <laughs> but another thing I was thinking is just, it was really hard to, to discover like myself in music. Like I feel like when we started out, I especially felt a lot of pressure of what I should sound like or what I should be writing or X, Y, and Z, whatever intrusive thought enter there. Right. But coming into our own and writing for us and hopefully other people like it rather than writing for what we think people want to hear is. And yeah. how do you, how do you think you guys got to that point? Was it just kind of. I think just aging. We're not like insecure high schoolers, you know? That's true. Yeah. Like with more life experience, you kind of just come in to yourself as like just a person and then the music would follow. Proud of us. <laughs> yeah, for real. You guys have done a couple live shows before. Yeah, we used to play a lot in high school, and then post-COVID, we've just kind of been working on writing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we played really consistently throughout high school for a couple years there, but... So this was just kind of, like, around LA and stuff? Yeah, just in, like, our local DIY scene. So if you could play any venue, like, dream venue, what would it be? Troubadour, Troubadour. That's Ooh, what I say. Yeah, that's always... <laughs> That's always been my go-to just because I always loved going there, but yeah. yeah, that was like a really, had a lot of amazing experiences at the Troubadour. Nice. Do you remember the first person or the first artist that you saw there? I think the Districts. Okay. They're out of Philly. They're great. An amazing show. I think I want to say, I feel like I went there when I was smaller with like my parents maybe, but mm -hmm. I saw Melanie Martinez freshman year of high school. Oh, yeah. 
That was pretty awesome. (laughs) I saw her when she came to the House of Blues in Chicago and I like didn't really know who she was at the time, but it was like my friend's first concert ever. So I was like, okay, like I'll go with you. Make sure you don't get like squished, you know? And it was actually like a really, really good show. I remember being. I I love that show, but um, oh yeah. Now that you say that, I think House of Blues I mean, I really love the House of Blues in Boston. It's really awesome. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome if we can play there. Big, like Red Rocks looks amazing. I just want to go there, to be honest. Right? Like, it looks beautiful. I know. I can imagine I... what standing on that stage would feel like. Oh my gosh. It's so it's so beautiful. Like and like, the lighting and all that stuff on top of it. It'd be so cute. What's the music scene like in Boston compared to mm-hmm. LA? Would you say it's like drastically different? Well, that's kind of hard to say, too, because post-COVID, I didn't go to a lot of shows, but I'm kind of easing from what I got. There's a big, like, Berkeley School of Music scene, and then I kind of just, like, piggyback off of those musicians because they, they have really cool shows, but those are all, like, right. friendly things, too, based on the school. So I've never felt, like, out of place there. I just, like, enjoy the bands that come out of that school, and and all the gigs are are like basement shows which I thought was really mm-hmm. cool and I didn't really think about that before I was like oh yeah every there are no basements in LA but every place does kind of has a basement so yeah I totally yeah. I totally know how you feel it's the same way in Champaign at the University of Illinois it's like mm-hmm. all like houses and basements and all that stuff and it's kind of like weird as you're like younger or you're a freshman and you're like still learning campus you're like okay so I'm gonna go listen to this band like six different bands in someone's basement okay like that's fine like this yeah. is not all but I feel like most people like once you kind of come around enough you like recognize the same type of people and stuff so yeah I I found myself seeing a few people at each venue it's funny because it's like the venue is like it's like Trixie's Palace and I go and it's like a little basement with like <laughs> a washing machine in the corner and I'm like this is awesome like, yeah it was it was really fun but um yeah a lot of the bands are kind of punky which I really liked um oh cool. yeah yeah or like beautiful like full sound with like violins and stuff because everyone that yeah not I didn't always go to Berkeley shows I think the punky ones were might have been different like kids at at my school who are in bands too so I used to follow them a bit yeah there are a lot of just really talented kids in that area since there are so many schools so I kind of just hopped around you know yeah I I just always thought that I was so excited to to think about possibly mediocre playing like on those scenes so that was kind of a basement someday (laughs) yeah I just wanted to go to the basement yeah (laughs) exactly awesome so what is next for mediocre <laughs> we just um recorded a ep a couple months ago that is being mixed this week so that's very exciting and we're very excited to hear the initial mixes and get that out for the people to hear we're not at all sure of the timeline of that right now but that's eminent hot news we hot news it. you heard it here first you heard it here first very exciting <laughs> awesome well, thank you guys so much. Really appreciate you guys coming on. This is great. Yeah, we had a great time. Well, yeah. <laughs> You'll have to come to Champagne, do some basement shows. It'll be great. <laughs> Please, we're always around. The whole yeah. college circuit. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you guys know? You guys know who Young Gravy is, right? I we love Young Gravy. We know who Young Gravy is. 
what a question. I had a dream the other night that I met Young Gravy on the street and he took me to do karaoke with Bob the Drag Queen and Thor G. Thor. And it, I think, was one of the best dreams of my life, to be wow, honest. Wow, that, that sounds pretty great. It was <laughs> a thrill to hear it. So. <laughs> he was doing like all, like a whole, like co- basically a college tour. Like he was doing University of Illinois one weekend, Indiana the next. So maybe it's wow. like mediocre. I would love to do that. See all the kiddos. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have, well, so now that we brought up Young Gravy. <laughs> Finally, we've been waiting. Now that we got to the juicy stuff. Right? <laughs> Are there any like music guilty pleasures that you have where you're like, hmm, this is kind of weird, but it's like a vibe anyways. I'll admit to all of my musical pleasures because if it's good, then it's good. Right. I, I don't see Young Gravy as a as a guilty pleasure i, I proudly stand you know, <laughs> <laughs> but i have been playing betty a lot i okay. love that song okay. um i know I, i'm looking through i'm looking through my oh, playlists oh i'm really into this one bad bunny song right now okay. actually that's a guilty pleasure um <laughs> called titi me pregunto it's very good and it makes me do that so oh, yeah. <laughs> throw shapes I myself is yeah. a, a low-key uh, Pitbull fan. I just oh, like the worldwide. Yeah. yeah. What it's about like, you, Piper? You got a guilty pleasure? I don't know. Honestly, my mind goes blank. I mean, definitely guilty to be re-watching Glee currently. That's there you go. Glee. <laughs> Glee <laughs> covers. Glee Me covers. in fourth grade being like, why can't I cover Glee at the talent show? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. I'm so excited to hear the new music. It's going to be... thank you zoe we appreciate your support (laughs) thank you guys so much have a good rest of your night yeah so nice talking to you yeah Yeah. nice talking to you too bye all right bye-bye